Hey there, this is Bo James, and on behalf of the Wix Church of the Nazarene, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I believe there is something for you in this message, and I pray that it will help you grow your faith. Enjoy. All right, so we are in week three of our Roots series, um, and if, if you've missed the first two weeks, then... Um, we are talking about in the Church of the Nazarene, we have what's called the Articles of Faith. It's, it's, everything's based on scripture. These are not things we made up. It's all biblical. Um, uh, pop quiz. How many Articles of Faith are there? Sixteen. Six. Oh, wow. That's getting good. All right. When I get a hundred percent participation, then we can move on to the next series. I'm just saying, right? So, so far, this is what we've talked about. Week one, remember, we talked about the triune God, that we, we serve the Trinity, that's God the Father. We talked about Jesus Christ. We talked about the Holy Spirit and how beyond our understanding, they're all one, but three separate persons in that one. We talked about the Holy Scriptures and that everything we need for our salvation is in this book. Everything we need. We talked last week about sin, about uh, original personal sin. We talked about Jesus Christ paying that atonement for that sin because it's something we couldn't do. We talked about the prevenient grace that God is working long before we are looking. Like he knew this little girl in Sheridan long before I was looking for God, right? I got to be careful because I have family in the audience that can tell the tales on. We did that last night. I think Brittany was surprised at some of the stories we told. Um, but prevenient grace, God was already looking for this girl. Repentance, we talked about when we come to that moment, when we understand who Jesus Christ is, and we repent, we turn, we walk away from sin, we walk towards God. And we talked about what happens at repentance, the justification, regeneration, and adoption. Big words that just simply made means that we're made right with God. We are justified. Regeneration, which means we're made new. And adoption, welcome to the family of God. You're a child of God now. So today we're talking about article number 10, which is Christian holiness, entire sanctification. Which I've done this, this sermon before. You guys may have remembered it. But for those of you who don't, and some of you may be like, oh, of all the days I came to church, like she planned this one on purpose, right? No, I actually, <laughs> I didn't. Um, but actually, this is the perfect day to talk about sanctification. Anybody know what day this is on the Christian calendar? Nobody, really? It's Pentecost, guys. It's Pentecost. It's the day that the Holy Spirit came to live inside the believers just as Jesus promised us. And so that's what we're talking about today is sanctification. What is sanctification? Big word. My teachers have been loving me. We're learning vocabulary. Simply put, sanctification is the work that God is doing in us through the Holy Spirit to transform us to become more Christ-like. Right? That's simply put. We're, we're just becoming more Christ-like. That's what happens when we're born again. And you're like, oh no, this sounds like that sermon where she gives us all the do's and the don'ts. I wish I could, what is that stinking phrase? Don't dip, don't chew, and don't date girls who do. Is that what it is? I, what is that old saying? I don't know, right? This is not about the list of do's and don'ts though. See, to, to understand sanctification, sometimes you have to first understand 
what is happening. If, if you have your Bibles, if you turn to the first Peter chapter one, and that's at the back side of your Bible, how's Bible reading plan going? Y'all seen pastor? I've been posting. I, I done pretty good this week. <laughs> I do. I do it first thing to get it out of the way, and I listen to it, and had to get sort of back into that kind of swing of things because the day gets crazy. And I think Pat picked up Friday for us, and she beat me to it on Friday. So, um, if you've if you've slacked off and you've missed three weeks, pick it back up. So what? You know, if and you're saying, well, what is this, BJ? What is a Bible reading plan? Let us let us give it to you. You can pick it up right now. We're on. What is this week? Twenty one? Is that what you? Yeah, something. That's what it'll be. Twenty one. Um, so we're almost halfway through this reading plan. That's pretty exciting to me. First Peter chapter one, verse fifteen. Now I'm going back up to thirteen. Sorry, Bo. Don't worry about it. So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. But now you must be holy in everything you do Just as God who chose you is holy, for the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. So again, I remind you, our articles, it's built on scripture. All the scriptures you'll hear me today talk about is some of the supporting scriptures we have when they came up with this article. And sanctification, it's not just something Nazarene, but it's something we hold really dear and near to our hearts. It's what drew me to the Nazarene church because I saw life being lived in a different way than what I was raised in. I saw life in a different way than what my friends were living and what people were living. And it just was different. And if you actually boil down our core beliefs in the Nazarene church, it's three things that we are a Christian people. We believe in Jesus Christ. We are a holiness people. We believe in sanctification. And we are a missional people. We believe in sharing the gospel with everyone. So there's three stages you have to realize how sanctification works. There's what we call initial sanctification. This is that moment, I said that word a while ago, regeneration. This is when you get saved, the Holy Spirit enters you. That, that was the joy of what happened on Pentecost. It had, had not been a thing yet until that day of Pentecost when Jesus told them, you wait here until the Spirit comes. And the Spirit filled them. And from that day forward, every time someone receives Jesus Christ, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. So guess what? You got the Spirit in you right now. He's living in you. So that's that initial sanctification. That's why when you get saved, you might know immediately that there's things that you are turning from and leaving out of your life now. That's what's happening at that initial moment. And then there's what we call entire sanctification. And it's that open access to all that you are. The illustration I like to use is cleaning your house. Thomas was so thankful for my aunt coming yesterday because we cleaned our house. (laughs) 
Can anybody feel my pain? How you just let things go, and when you don't have a Christmas party, things really got let go. (laughs) Because that's the deep clean for our house, is Christmas time. And so, it was Christmas yesterday, we had to clean up. So the, the living room and the kitchen got clean, right? And I told her, don't look in my bedroom, though, because <laughs> it's a mess. That's, that's where everything gets pushed, right? Come on, mamas, y'all know what I'm talking about. I mean, we fussed at our kids growing up. Stop putting everything under the bed, right? It's under my bed. It's in my closets. It's in the attic. It's everywhere, right? So sanctification is when we get saved, Jesus is knocking on that front door. We let him in. Come on in. Come have a seat on the couch. Let's, let's talk. Sanctification is when he says, can I open that door? Mm, 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 mm. Like, I don't even know what's in there, so let's, let's just leave that one closed. But at sanctification, I flip over and say, God, it's all yours. You can open any door. You can throw away whatever needs thrown away. We'll keep whatever you say keep. We'll remodel, Lord, if that's what you want to do. Because remember, the atonement, Jesus paid the price. He paid the price for you. So at sanctification, it's that moment. And, and you know, I hear testimonies, some people, that happens when they get saved. Like, they follow Jesus, and it, it, it's they're living it. But maybe you're like me. You got saved, but you didn't understand there was something more. So I have a moment where I remember that time of sanctification, where I said a prayer and said, God, there's just got to be more. And it wasn't even that my life was messed up. I I had a pretty good life. But I just knew there had to be more. I didn't even know there was a word called sanctification, by the way. That's something I kind of put together later, that that's what happened. And then the third part of sanctification is what we call glorification. When you die, then you are made completely like Jesus. So guess what? None of us are going to be perfect till that day. We are a work in progress. Have a little grace with each other. Have a little grace with yourself, by the way. So, again, this is biblical. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. You know I use this verse a whole lot. It's one of my life verses. So, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So we've been talking about Romans. If you've been listening online on Wednesday nights, we've been going through the book of Romans with our Bible study. And in in chapter 11 and 12, we've done this past two weeks. We talked about the different backgrounds, remember, of the Israelites and the Gentiles. And and Paul had to remind them, look, y'all come from two different backgrounds. You've got two different stories, but there's one grace in Jesus Christ for everyone. And it's all the same. And he said, you've got to come together and realize you are now one body. There's no difference now. 
When you are in Christ, we are one body. But now we know a body can be different. He goes on to tell him, the body works. My fingers do different things than my toes. I don't have those toes that pick up things. <laughs> Hubby, yeah, he's got those. He's got those toes when he loses a thumb. He's got extras down there, you know. I don't have those toes. I got those crazy little piggy things that <laughs> ain't very pretty, right? But it's still part of my body. It still does its function. It balances me. I should have had Sandy come do like anatomy for us, right? And talk about our body. Paul also told him that when, when you are in Christ, you're not copying the world anymore. Things are changing. You're living different. You're a body now. This is how you act. And he began to tell them how they were to live as the church, how they treat one another. So you and I, as the, as the body of believers, we should be gracious and loving to one another, not trying to tear each other down. It changes how we interact. And then Paul went even further and he said, and not only do you love one another, but it changes how you treat everybody outside, by the way. All those people that are not believers yet, it changes how we treat them. And that's what happens when sanctification, again, we're drawing closer to God. We're becoming more Christ-like when we become sanctified. And then last week, we, we talked about sin, remember? We talked about what was sin. Sin was missing the target. What's the target? God's standard. See, again, this, this scripture just said that we have to renew our minds, Because we've learned the targets is what the world tells us. Like, you need a certain house, you need a certain income, you need a certain this. You know, when Thomas and I moved to Wix, you know, he was coming, he was working at Tyson Darnell, and he was coming to talk to his uncle about working in the shop that used to be across the street. And we had in our mind what kind of income it would take to move us here. And we, we kind of figured out, well, here's the minimum. This is what he's going to have to offer us to get us here. It wasn't what he offered us at all. Like, wasn't even in the same kind of ballpark offer kind of deal. But we knew we were supposed to come. Why? Because that was a God target, obviously, to get us here. So when, when you are drawing closer to God and, and you are figuring out what his standard is, you begin to realize, man, I'm shooting for a whole new target here. And sanctification begins to change how you look at everybody. It's about living according to God's standard and becoming more and more like Christ each day. That's why I tell you, when you think of how you are living today, it should look different than a year ago. It should look different than 30 years ago when you accepted Christ. It should look different than even yesterday. Because we should be learning on a day-to-day basis. We should be reading God's word. My high school graduates, I'm telling you, this is life. Because people will let you down. Jobs will let you down. Family, friends, let us down. This is what remains. This is the firm foundation. This is what draws us closer to being like Christ Every single day. Parents, there's a lot of things we can teach our kids, but we're going to miss it if this is not part of it, if this is not the number one thing that you're concerned with. 
this is what life is built on. And you're like, oh, BJ, but God loves me just the way I am. Yeah, he does. That's what's so awesome about him. As messed up as he found me, he loved me just the way I was. He loved me even though I was Gail Springer's daughter. (laughs) But we still fall short. Romans 3.23 says we all fall short of the glory of God. Otherwise, we wouldn't need a Savior. Do you understand that? See, that's the problem I have with the world telling us, oh, he loves us just the way we are. Yes, he does, but thank God he doesn't leave us that way. He loves us enough to be patient with us, to teach us, right? Turn over to John chapter 14. We talked about this two weeks ago. We looked at John 14 when Jesus promised the advocate, remember? He said, don't worry, I'm I'm going away, but I I promise you're not going to be alone. I'm going to send this advocate. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. And in verse 26, he said, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative... You understand? Holy Spirit has all the power of Jesus. Jesus had all the power of God. Do you you see the correlation here? It's all one. And when he sends my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. So that spirit that I said now lives inside of you, this is his job in our life. He's teaching us things that we don't know yet the things that we haven't learned yet. And he's reminding us, Sandy, your specific devotion is all the red letters of Jesus. I don't know why that stood out to me for you, because I picked all y'all's devotions out separately. But I just knew there's going to be days you need to cling to those red letters. So if you've got a Bible that does it in red like mine, that's, that's Jesus talking to us. And so sometimes when people want to argue about the Old Testament or they want to argue about some of Paul's writings, I like to take them to what Jesus said, right? Because it's hard to argue with that one. Because if we, if we believe that Jesus is who he says he is, then we might ought to perk up our ears and listen. And the Holy Spirit is teaching us. How many of you, when we're reading through our Bibles right now, and how many of you, man, we've read something, and you get through and you go, I have no idea what I just read. Be truthful. And Hey, preacher, <laughs> I've had those days. And yes, Diane, we know. Leviticus, we hate, we know. Pray for her. But, you know, that's when you pray, Holy Spirit, can you open the word up to me? Can you just show me one thing today that I've never seen or understood? So if you were to become more Christ-like in our thinking and our actions, what does that really mean? I'm going to give you homework today. Go home and read sometime this week, Matthew chapter 5 through Matthew chapter 7. Because I just said, if you have doubts about some of the things you read in the Bible, read the red words. Read what Jesus teaches us. Yes, God loves you just as you are. But he's not going to leave you that way. And I found it in Jesus' words when he did the Sermon on the Mount. 
How do I know this? Because just skimming through here, the things he taught us, he taught us about being salt and light. In other words, we're supposed to be different than the world to draw people to us. What does salt do? It makes it taste good. Man, you throw a steak on the grill, if it's a good steak, all you need is a little salt and you got it. Man, if you've ever lost your taste for salt, by the way, I know some of you know you lost taste for it during COVID. I've lost my taste for salt, just salt by itself. But it ruins, yeah, make that face jacket because it ruins everything. Brittany, does it ruin mama's cooking too? Yeah, because by the time I would get it seasoned for me to taste the salt, her and Thomas taste it and was like, what did you do to this? Like they couldn't eat it, you know? And I'm like, what? It tasted good. It was a vitamin deficiency thing. Salt draws you to it. Jesus talked about that. Jesus talked about our anger. Oh, don't be stepping on my toes about anger. But he said, if you've got anger in your heart that's stuck in there, that's just like murdering somebody. It's the same thing. Ouch. He talked about our marriages and, and, the, and how they should look. He talked about the vows. He talked about revenge. It's not ours. It's God's. And the very next thing he said, love your enemies. Ouch. Not my favorite one. I, I, I tried to read fast over those. He talked about how to give. He said do it in secret. Don't make a show out of it. Don't post it all over Facebook when you bless somebody. Just, just do it. Just give. He talked about prayer and fasting. He talked about our money and our possessions. Oh, Jesus got up in your business. These are things he's, he's teaching. He talked about not judging others. He talked about the golden rule. Ever, ever, even if you wasn't raised in church, you know the golden rule. Do to others as you would have them do to you, right? We forget that so often. He talked about the narrow gate. How go, getting to heaven is a pretty narrow road, actually. The world tells me it's wide. God loves me just the way I am. There's all kinds of roads, but we talked about that. Where, where's Jake? He's probably in children's church, isn't he? He, he, he drew us a, a great picture that day. We talked about the, the road and, and, and how Jesus came down. There's not a bunch of paths. There's one. Because Jesus said, I'm the way. Nobody gets to the Father except through me. So he, he taught all of these things. And, you know, he talked about what a true disciple. He said, not everybody that calls me Lord, Lord. Not everybody going to get through the gate. Because you got to know him. And he talked about building your life on a firm foundation. So there's your, there's your quick view of what those chapters were. Of what Jesus was teaching us being his disciple would look like. So that tells me those disciples he, were talk, he was talking to wasn't living like that. I need you to learn I need you to live it. So when we become sanctified, we're giving God the permission to teach us so that we can learn, we can live it. My friend's funeral a couple weeks ago, Pastor Linda, they shared one of her favorite little sermon thoughts. And I loved how they described this. Um, she talked about life being like a journey going up the mountain. And that made sense. I thought, you know, we talked about, go, you know, Jesus coming down the mountain, now we going back up with him, right? 
And she talked about when you're going up a mountain, and, and it put me in mind listening to her daughter share this of Pettigene. Anybody done Pettigene trails? Anybody? Man, we need to take a church trip. I'll get you close to God. You, your prayer life will get good on some of those trails. I'm just, <laughs> especially if I take them on the long one, you, you got to pray to get out of there. But if you, if you ever go and you go down to the falls, man, going down is easy. I know we talk about the valley being a rough spot. Nah, getting there is easy. You just tumble rolling, you down there. It's coming back up. <laughs> that about kills us. And I mean, it, it, it's not, you don't think it's that far, but it's steep. It's just a straight up side of the mountain kind of thing. And it's a narrow path that just continues to switch back and forth. And as, as you're going through it and BJ is purple faced and like breathing and like, where's my inhaler and you know, all this kind of stuff. I'm sorry, Paula's in children's church. She could testify truth to all this. Um, it, it, it gets rough. And then you're passing people, like people that are going down and you're going up. And so you have to step over and sometimes you, you have to get over on the edge to just be nice, right? And you're, you're getting nervous, or at least I do because I'm scared of heights. So I try not to like, look down like, oh, we were just down there, you know, kind of deal. I'd rather be over here next to the mountain hugging the, the boulder, right? Well, when they was talking about Linda's sermon illustration, she said, life's journey on that path, too many times we're trying to walk the edge because you think of it as the list of do's and don'ts, Right? We don't do this, and we don't do that, and we do this. And so many times with sin, though, how close can I get to that edge without it being real sin, right? Like, I'm, I'm still good. I haven't really, like, ooh, fallen over. But, man, the problem with that is, like, you get too close and, and a rock giveaway, you in trouble. Don't go with Raymond Jewell. He ain't even here, is he? I can talk about him. Okay, don't go with Raymond Jewell because he's one of those daredevils that wants to go out on the rock and say, take my picture, you know. And we, we kid him that one year he did that and we were fussing at him like, get off that rock. Get, get back in here, you know. And I kid you not, there was an article, the very rock he was standing on had recently broke off part of the rock. And the next year when we went back, there's this big sign against the law, do not enter. I was like, see what you did? <laughs> but every time we were on the trail, he'd be like, there ain't no sign here. I can go out. No, stop. Christians, do we live life that way? Do we, do we try to figure out what the rules are? You read the Bible and you're like, well, Jesus didn't exactly say that. I can do that. What is the Holy Spirit teaching you inside? What is that voice teaching you inside? Because sometimes it's not even about, well, it's not in the Ten Commandments. God said it. He's asking you to do this. You ignore God's voice. It becomes sin. Not because it was in black and white here, but because God spoke it to you. Does that make sense to anybody? So instead of walking through life trying to see how close we can live it over here, why don't you just cling to God and get to the inside of the trail? Man, 
It makes the butterflies a lot better in my stomach. Life is a lot more peaceful. Some of you have been wondering, like, why can't I just find that peaceful moment? Why can't life ever just stop? Get away from the edge. Start drawing closer to God. Live life different. Sanctification is about that complete control. We are control freaks. Oh, my word, we are control freaks. Give it over to God. I come across a picture. This was just last night, actually. Um, because we've been talking about our roots. Because you're like, BJ, you ain't even mentioned roots today. You know, today I want to think of it in a different perspective of building our life on that firm foundation. Those, the roots of Jesus. When we become sanctified, we say, Jesus, everything is yours. There's this, this cool little word that I learned last night called inosculation. Not inoculation. Inosculation. Say it with me, church. Inosculation. Man, where Shelly? Tell her I did good on vocab today. What this is talking about, this big scientific word, anybody know? Does anybody? Hey, ag guy, do you even know what it is? He's like, oh, crap, I'm in trouble. Inosculation is when two trees or plants, you know, it happens in plants as well, when they are in such intimate, close contact for such a long period of time, whether it's their limbs or their roots, that they begin to grow together. They begin to share cells, right? Y'all have probably seen this a little bit when we see two trees that kind of wrap together. And, you know, sometimes um, in the florist you can find them where they've created that. But in nature it's really cool, right? But they actually come together to, to the point that they function as one. But here's the cool thing. I mean, like, you kind of can picture this. Here's the picture that I got to go with this, Bo. At some point... This little tree and this big tree was in such intimate contact together, they became one. And at some point, do you see this? Woohoo! This tree got cut, but it still lives because it's drawing off of his roots now. Like, they, they bloom out their leaves at the same time. They lose their leaves because now they have become one. Sanctification. When you draw so close to God that His DNA flows through you, you're no longer trying to draw off of your thoughts and your wants and your desires any longer. You want what God wants. Your roots. Jesus talked about this when he talked about being the vine. Remember he said, I am the vine. You are the branches. Which means our life comes from him. Sanctification means... God, you can have it all. I'll stop trying to grow over here. I'll stop trying to stretch over here. I'll get away from this edge. Whatever you want, Lord, it's yours now. 
and the closer you draw, guys, you don't miss the old stuff. Because God gives you so many new blessings. Now that doesn't mean there's been things in my life that God has changed that, that I'm like, well, I kind of miss that. You know, God changed the music I listened to. Oh, I don't miss a beat, do I though? I love my music and I thump it and, and Brittany says I'm going to be deaf by, you know, 50 years old. That's okay. It's still Jesus music, so let's thump it. You see, God, yes, he may take some things, but you know what? He gives like nobody's ever given to you. The love, the grace, the blessings. Even in the darkest of times, he's there. Because he says, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. So somebody here today, maybe you've just never accepted Christ. Maybe you've never taken that initial step of turning away and saying, I want it. I've been living life my way, and I need, to, I need to change that. I need a Savior. Today's your day. And maybe, maybe some of you in here, man, you've been Christians for 40 years, and you're like, I don't know that I've ever just given everything. Because that sounds kind of scary. Yeah, it can be. But man, he'll blow you away. I promise. I promise. Stand with me, church, and... But I don't know, I don't, whatever you pick back there, man, you always do great. These altars are open. If you need altar time, they're open. Man, you got buddies beside you. You can pray together. Everybody just bow your heads, close eyes. If, if you need prayer today and you're like, well, I'm not coming to that altar every day. Oh, no, no, no. But you say, I need somebody to pray for me. Could you just raise a hand? Let me see those hands and I'll know. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. See that hand. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today and, oh, Father, this is your word, your message. So, God, I don't know what you're doing in the heart of your people, but you do. You know exactly where every heart is this morning. You know what they walked in here with. God, some of them, they walked in here with no expectations and you just blew them away, working their hearts. Father, somebody come in here looking for you this morning. God, I know they found you. We just ask for your spirit to to work grace. You do love us just as we are. God, I'm so grateful you love us enough not to leave us. Because I was lost when you found me. But amazing grace. How great that sound was. That you loved even a wretch like me, Father. And I won't... I want your people to cling to that this morning. God, somebody in here, maybe they want to release everything to you. If, if that's you this morning, if you just want to give God everything and you say he can have complete control, just lift your hand up and let me know that this morning. Thank you. Lord, just begin to lead their life. Maybe they know the Bible. Maybe they were raised in church. Just begin to remind them. And teach them what it means. God, maybe they're brand new to it like I was when I found you. Teach them what you you want them to learn, Lord, step by step. Because God's sanctification is a day-by-day process. May we be different tomorrow than we are today because of what we're learning today. God, I just ask that you, when we leave this place, people will know we've been in your presence. 
and your love and your grace and may it change how we treat people outside of these walls because of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, make sure to congratulate our graduates. Have a beautiful day with your families and go be a blessing to someone. Have a great weekend. Hey, I hope you received exactly what you needed from that message. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or you can always find us in person if you're in the area. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find us on Tithely. Thank you to those who support our church. I hope you will subscribe and join us on the next one. And remember, you are loved.